0: Tequila. Dun 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 dun. Tequila. How your weekend? Word of the day, May twenty fourth. It's a Monday. Just another manic Monday. Tequila is the word of the day. That was a tequila song. In case you didn't recognize the great scales to which my voice can go. LeBron James went to a tequila party. I think it was more of a tasting than a party. Tequila, what what is it with tequila? it's, It's the beverage that now is associated with the upper class, I think. George Clooney and Cynthia Crawford's husband did a tequila. There's all these parties. You don't really hear about a vodka tasting party. I guess there was back when they did, I think P. Diddy did a vodka Ciroc I could be totally wrong about that, but I think he did a party when he started Ciroc, which had no potatoes, but it had grapes or something. So it was good for you, but not really that good for you, but better for you because it had fewer carbs. So LeBron James in the middle of trying to defend his title and he goes to a tequila party and I don't care. I'm good with it. The world is opening. We don't have to wear masks when we're outside or inside. If you're vaccinated, if you are vaccinated, go to a tequila party. LeBron James has used his platform for great things, and we've given him credit when we've done it, when he's done that. He is a interested party when it comes to plenty of human rights stories. When it comes to China, he doesn't talk that much. When it comes to COVID, he doesn't talk that much. He was asked about getting a vaccine, and he said, you know, that's private. I really don't think we're talking about the size of the ding dong, are we? We're talking about whether or not he's getting vaccinated because the NBA has said that if you don't get the proper number of people, percentage, vaccinated, we're not going to reduce the vaccination and the COVID protocols. And we're in a country right now and in a world right now where not enough people are getting vaccinated and people are looking to LeBron James and asking, Why isn't he doing it? He has access to way more information. He has has access to way more science. He has access to way more smart people than I do. And if he's not getting vaccinated, I'm not getting vaccinated. But is he getting vaccinated? He didn't say. If he had been, wouldn't he say that he was? Wouldn't he say that I did, but it's a personal decision? I'm not trying to tell other people what to do. When it comes to Black Lives Matter, when it comes to other issues that are close to him, he would say, here's what I believe in, and here's what I'd like you to believe in. When it comes to other issues, he just won't say what he wants you to believe in, but you'd think he'd say what he believes in, and yet there's a third set of issues where he will not say even what he believes in to say nothing of what you should believe in. He's got like a scale. I'm picturing a meeting with his team, sits down with his team, and they say, what do you want to do about the vaccine? I'm not going to say a word. Don't say a word. Let people decide. But LeBron, you were you violated protocol. No, I didn't. LeBron, you went to a tequila party. It was a tasting. <laughs> that was his answer. It was just a tasting. No one was in danger. Michael Jordan was there. Not the Michael Jordan. Well, maybe it's the Michael Jordan now. Coca, do you think more people have heard of Michael B. Jordan versus the basketball player Michael Jordan? Is that even possible? I don't know. All I know is that Michael Jordan was at this party, a couple other people, and Coca wants me to call him Michael B. I'm not cool enough to call him Michael B. Coca, so I'm not doing it. His name is Michael B. Jordan versus the basketball player, Michael J. Jordan. I think Michael Jordan's middle name is Jeffrey. I don't know why that's in my head. I think it's Michael Jeffrey Jordan. Why in the world would that fact be in my head? Getting back to tequila. So LeBron James violates tequila protocol he violates COVID protocol, the league leaks it because it certainly wasn't leaked by LeBron. And the interesting part is the NBA leaks it because they're not going to punish him. But yet they wanted it to be clear that that type of behavior was not proper. But you're okay. It's a violation. And they didn't leak it through a statement. They leaked it through a source because that's, of course, what you do. And there were people who were upset saying, why isn't he being suspended? And this was before Game 1 against Phoenix, which, of course, the Lakers went on to lose anyway. But the question was, why wouldn't he be suspended when other players would have been? So the leak made it clear why they weren't suspending Jordan. That's the purpose of the NBA leaking. I just said Michael Jordan. The NBA purposely leaked why LeBron, while he was in violation, was not getting suspended because his violation did not rise to the level of suspension worthy. They had to get that out there because the narrative was getting away from them. The narrative is that there was special treatment being given to LeBron. The narrative was being led by me, not being led. I was a part of it. Who am I kidding? I wasn't leading it, but I certainly agreed with it. If that player's not LeBron, who is showing up the NBA COVID protocols, that player is going to get suspended or at least fined. Back, as you recall, when COVID was rampant, and I don't know what to call it now, we're recovering, I would say. Remember that James Harden went out, he got fined like 50K. He went to some party, do you remember that? There was the other guy who went out of the bubble to go get chicken wings at some strip club. Remember Kyrie Irving, what did he do? He went to some birthday party for his family. Remember that? It was sweet Lou Williams. Coca's reminding me. How did you remember that? Coca can't remember one thing, but a guy getting chicken wings at the buffet in a strip club, he's on it. That's very good for you to remember Lou Williams. That really added to the show that we got that name in there. So I just wanted to make sure that you were all very clear why LeBron did not get fined, why he did not get suspended because he's LeBron. And the double what's it called? Hypocrisy that is used when dealing with LeBron is so obvious, not just by referees, but by the league. And you could say he's earned it because he's the best there is currently, second to Michael J. Jordan. But I think when it comes to COVID, you have to have the same policy, no matter the level of the player. It's like gambling. Or drugs. So in baseball, when a player does steroids, whether you're a starter, a superstar, or a nobody, you're getting suspended 81 games. If it's your first defense, 162 if it's your second, lifetime ban if it's your third. They can't worry about it when it's a big issue like steroids. The NBA, if there were people doing blow, like back in the 80s, or if there were people betting on basketball, They wouldn't discern between superstars and role players. I think COVID should be like that. But the NBA believes COVID is something totally different where they can play the favorites and play the favorites they did. LeBron played, it didn't matter. Good for Monty Williams, by the way. Former Nick, coach of the Suns. Tequila, dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun tequila all right the second topic of the day is something that Coke and i talked about during the weekend we talked about it this morning again and it's something that we need to get some points across to you and it started with a question that you asked me you know what i want (laughs) i want to talk to samson so you want to talk to samson that's a segment that we do on nothing personal almost every day you go on twitter david p samson You go into the DMs and you ask a question. I'm going to try to answer as many as I can, either on Twitter, some of them in the show, some of them at the end of the month. We're going to have an end of month mailbag episode. That's when you rate and review on Apple. All sorts of ways to engage, nothing personal these days. Follow on Spotify. All I know is just do whatever you do because you're doing it and do more of it and tell more friends. Thank you. I appreciate that. So So You Want to Talk to Samson is based on a movie, Half Baked, Someone actually uh, DM'd me, Coca. I forgot to tell you this. I'm telling you now because I've got the microphone and it's on. Someone DM'd me yesterday during a game or I was watching a movie or something and was asking a question. So you want to talk to Samson and said, I hope you are right now at least a quarter bait. So I responded, close. I'm half. And that's where this comes from. What is your opinion of the high school football players and high school basketball players skipping seasons in high school or sometimes college? So this is a topic that we've touched on a little bit. I want to remind you where we are here. The NBA realized that players were going to college for a year and then leaving and then joining the NBA. The NBA realized there were high school players who didn't want to go to college for the year. They didn't want to go to class, really. They didn't want to choose a college, and they wanted to get paid. So the NBA started this league, this team, really. They called it the G League Invite. I think that's what it's called. I'm totally blanking right now what it's called. It's called the G League Ignite. There's another team called Overtime Elite. These are teams made up of players post high school in basketball who skip college. They get paid. They get trained. And then they're eligible for the NBA draft after one or two years. It's a pretty unbelievable system that's in play right now, if you think about it. So there's a player named Scoot Henderson. 17. That's it. He just turned 17. He's a kid. He's totally changed his life. He's now going to graduate high school a year early. Do you remember when Scott Boris did that with uh, uh, Bryce Harper? Got him out of school, got him into a weird college so he could be eligible for the draft as quickly as possible without violating the baseball rules of eligibility for the draft where you have to either be finished with high school be of a an, or have completed uh, w- three years of college but you can go to a JUCO. There's some sort of junior college you can go to, or you can go to a different type of high school. In any case, there's ways around every rule. So Scoot Henderson graduates high school a year early, and he's turning pro. That's the definition. The NBA is not the only pro league. Being a professional at anything simply means every two weeks, there is your name after a pay to the order of. That's what being a pro is. Sometimes it's cash, by the way. You're still a pro if you get paid cash. It's pay to the order of cash. So Scoot's going. He's the third ranked point guard of the 2022 class. He's going to spend two years with this G League. And the question I have is, is this an epidemic or is this an exception? Well, to inform my thoughts, I read an article I think it was uh, in the Times, and I don't mean that as a flex because that could be the L.A. Times. It could be the Financial Times. It happened to be the New York Times. About a football player named Jaden Blue. Is that naming anything to you? Well, it should. He's one of the top-ranked running backs in football, and he made it in high school, and he made a decision. CBS Sports HQ does shows like millions of mock drafts and millions of shows of five-star recruits and who's the best high schooler. And when they sign to go to a college, the whole world stops. It's breaking news. This guy's going to that school. This guy's going to that school. You're going to Alabama. You're going to Clemson. You're going to UF. You're going to be a Badger. Whatever. Guess what Jaden Blue said? Jaden Blue said, I don't know where I'm going, but I'll tell you what I'm not doing. I'm not going to play my high school senior season. He is sitting out his high school senior season, and here is what he said. He had a quote prepared by his team, not by him. This has been a very difficult decision for my family and I. It's actually for my family and me. If your advisor, Jaden, if your are advisors, and I'm not blaming you for this, you're 17, but if your advisors are listening to nothing personal, this has been a very difficult p- decision for my family and me because you break it out. It's been a very difficult decision for my family, period. This has been a very difficult decision for me. You wouldn't say this has been a very difficult decision for I. Anyway, he then tweeted football. This is the part that the NFL should be very concerned about. Football is a brutal sport. And the wear and tear associated with the running back position is undeniable. So what he's saying is he doesn't want to play a senior year of high school. Why? Because he's not getting paid. And two, he already committed to Texas. They're going to take him. What good can happen on Friday night lights other than what happens late night Friday night? What good can happen if you already are committed to Texas? If you're watching this on The Nothing Person with YouTube channel, there's so many different signals. I know this is the U where you put your thumbs together. I think there's the Texas is where you put your pinky and your thumb as spread out as you can. I think Wisconsin, you bend your your um, thumbs at the knuckle and put your hands up as opposed to the U where your thumbs are, tips are touching. In any case, so he commits to Texas. What's the upside of playing high school? Zero. So his statement should have said This is a strategic and conscious effort to ensure that I'm prepared to perform at an elite level at the collegiate rankings during the 22 season. Good statement, Jaden. This is an incremental step in hopes of one day fulfilling my NFL dreams. Good statement, Jaden. I'm all in. Why did you add the sentence at the end, folks? I plan to take this time to focus on my academics while enhancing my off-the-field training rehab regimen. I want to address this. Do people go to college to learn? People go to high school to learn? Did you go to high school to learn Roy G. Biv? Or what the capital of North Dakota is? New Jersey? What about pre-calc? Some people went to college to be doctors or lawyers or business people. Some people went to high school to go to college to go to graduate school. To me, high school was a step toward making money. If I can make money in high school, I wouldn't go to college. If I can make money in college, I wouldn't go to law school. The athletes are under the impression because we do it to them. We, as fans, we, as broadcast partners, we, as people in the media, we all as gamblers, we have made it so these players believe that they are on their way to getting paid as early as seniors in high school. Therefore, they do a cost-benefit analysis, and in the NFL, Roger Goodell, and in football in general, are you aware that it's so dangerous And people get hurt so often that if you have any chance of making money playing football, you have one goal. You wanna play as little football as possible. Think about that, Roger. That's not really good, is it? In baseball, if you wanna get paid to play baseball, you got one goal, play as much as you can. But the fact that all these guys are getting injured and they've done the calculation, They get their team together. They say, we've already gotten you into college. What benefit is there to your earning capacity to play in high school? And the comment is, well, do I get more money for NIL in college, which are going to be the new rules if I have a great senior year? What if we win the state championship? What if we go undefeated? What if I rush for 5,000 yards? And the answer told to these high school students is zero, nada no benefit whatsoever. Better be careful. It's going to keep going down. Used to be no college. Now it's no high school. Pretty soon, no grade school. What about in basketball? Careful, NBA. You're going to get what you want. You're going to get players not going to college at all. Will that impact the NCAA tournament? Coca convinced me it won't. Will it impact the quality of play in college? Coca convinced me it won't because there's a million Bobby Hurleys who are good in college and only okay pros, or there's a million good college players who never make pros. I have a slightly different view though. If we are incentivizing people to skip college altogether, we better be damn sure they're getting paid and I don't mean a one-year job for 300 grand or 500 grand Because I've seen plenty of baseball players who get signing bonuses that size after taxes. They rip through it so fast, your head will spin. They have no education. They have no chance. And their lives do not end up going the way they wish they'd had. All because they were convinced that they were going to get rich playing professional sports. And we're now giving kids this option. You want to not skip college? We're going to now pay you. We'll give you your NIL, right? Please go to college and get some sort of education. Can you focus on your academics? Well, do college athletes focus on their academics? That's a rhetorical question. There are some colleges where they do. No doubt about that. But the overwhelming majority of big-time college athletes are taking rocks for jocks. That's the reality of it. They're getting plenty of help above board, plenty of help Below deck. I'm being pragmatic with you, not cynical, pragmatic, because these athletes believe that all they need is sports to make a living, and only a tiny, tiny proportion of them are. Is the answer to pay them in college full salaried to make them go to college? NIL, get them more money in NIL? It's funny. Do you know how they're going to get paid for NIL, COCA? Depends on their following, right? You need a big social media following. So you see all these high schoolers starting these Instagrams and trying to be getting advisors. They all have family advisors, by the way. COCA and I had a disagreement about that this morning. They all have advisors, COCA. They're not called agents. They're called advisors. All of them. The elite high school players all have family, quote unquote, family advisors. So... The way you get paid with NIL is by having a big digital footprint. The way you get a big digital footprint is by being on social media for as long as possible, starting as early as you can, building your audience, and then you monetize that audience. Somebody's teaching these kids how to do it. Someone's helping these kids how to do it. It doesn't matter whether or not you've got 10,000 or 100,000 or 500,000 followers if you're getting paid to play. That's the problem with NIL. That's why college is gonna end up losing players like they're losing right now to overtime elite in basketball or to the G League. So I ask you, are you in favor of people, whether they're athletes or what about Doogie Hauser? The Doogie Hauser reference on a random Monday, he went to college early, med school early and became a doctor as a kid. Are you in favor of allowing young people who are good at what they do and someone's willing to pay them for what they do, are you good with them getting paid and doing it? How could you not be? If you're not an athlete and you're forced to work because your family makes you work and you can't go to college because you have to go into the family business or you have to work on the farm or you have to do whatever you have to do to make ends meet because you have to, we're okay with that, aren't we? Should be the same for athletes let them do whatever they have to do to earn a living. And eventually, people understand the benefit, the risk, and the reward. How about the kids who become actors, child actors? Some of them make it, some of them become drug addicts. Do you know why? Because we don't care much once they're not entertaining us. How are we doing, Jadon Blue? We've heard of you you're a top-ranked running back. Five years from now, if you're not a performing player in the National Football League, no one will care. Earn the money while you can. We come back. We're going to review a movie that was gory and semi-awesome and 148 minutes of my weekend. And then we're going to talk about something going on in the NFL that Roger Goodell really has to worry about. We
1: Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC. Terms and conditions apply.
0: Welcome back to Nothing Personal. My name is David Samson. Thanks for making it through that gauntlet. I should have taken a drink during the break. Do you want to know a funny secret? The break is actually three seconds long for me. So I say into the microphone... We'll be right back. And then I take a breath. And then these ads get put in. So for you, it's minutes. For me, it's seconds. Sorry. I watch a movie every day. It's part of the fun of nothing personal. And I during the weekends, I catch up and watch more than one movie. Because what that enables me to do on the day that I watch like right now I've got a movie ready for today's show. I also have a movie ready for tomorrow's show, which means today when I watch a movie, I can watch any movie I want. I can watch an old movie. I can watch a movie I reviewed. I can just turn on and see what's on. I may be in a Fletch mood. I may be in a few good men mood. I may see just what's on one of the movie channels and watch that. So a new movie came out starring, written, directed, whatever it was by Zack Snyder called Army of the Dead. I watched his four hour movie Justice League and we reviewed it. Now he's got a new movie called Army of the Dead. It's a zombie movie. I'm not a big zombie guy though. I loved Nicholas Holt and Teresa Palmer in a movie called Warm Bodies because that's more of a romantic movie. John Malkovich was in that. I like romantic comedies and anything sort of romantic. There's some good music in Army of the Dead, not as good as Deadpool. There's some character development and relationships that develop, but they're mediocre at best. This movie, as you remember, was plagued. One of the stars of the movie, when it was filmed, his name was Chris Deli. I read about this and wasn't going to put it in the show, but we just thought of it again. He filmed his scenes. He played a helicopter pilot and uh, he had to be taken out of the movie because he got accused of sexual misconduct. So what they do now, do you remember what they did with Kevin Spacey in that movie uh, where Christopher Plummer took over for him about one of the uh, publishing baron's kids getting kidnapped? can't remember the name of that movie, but they put Christopher Plummer in after the fact and they had to do reshoots of that. Now it's such an industry where so Chris Delia leaves Army of the Dead. They bring on an actress to replace him and they film her scenes all alone and digitally insert her into the movie. Isn't that weird? So this woman who is in a million scenes with that former wrestler Dave Batista, who stars in this movie, who plays a dad to Ella Purnell, who's awesome by the way, that guy Omari Hardwick is in this movie too. In any case, Dave Batista never even got to film a scene with her. And I don't mean Ella Purnell. I mean the actress who took the place of Chris Delia. Anyway, the point of Army of the Dead is Coke didn't like it, and he's a basically a zombie snob. I am not a zombie snob. I say it is okay, and that's it. Army of the Dead, it's long, though, 228. All right, Roger Goodell, what's bothering you today? Because I got something that's bothering me. You know, there's been a lot of anti-Semitism. It's increasing recently. People are being attacked for wearing yarmulkes, walking on the street. The rise of hatred that was made to be acceptable under the last administration Has now bled, not just, it started with black people. Then there was a stop Asian hate, went through that stage. Now we're in a stop Jewish hate. We're in that stage. My problem is that we're not out of any stage. It shouldn't be a stage. Why are you hating on anybody? You really give a crap that someone's black or Asian or Jewish? Is it really impacting your life that much if someone doesn't look exactly like you? I'm just asking, does it, does it really change your day? Oh my God, I can't go grocery shopping, I can't do my job. Look, there's a brown person, there's a red person. Holy cow, that's getting in the way of my enjoyment. I can't go home and have sex with my wife because I just saw a Jewish person, it's absurd. The NFL has a small issue. I'm against all hate. You know that because there's no reason for it. It doesn't mean I like everybody. This is not me saying I like every person. I just live and let live. Don't bother me. Let me do what I want as long as I'm within the rules, not breaking any laws, and you do what you want. You want to look like a person with a mohawk? Great. You want to tattoo your entire body and put holes in your ears? I'm in. I don't mean like a pierced ear because I I have those. I'm talking about the ones that are this big, like the size of a quarter. Anyway, the leagues have been uber-focused on racism, on discrimination. Statements are coming out left and right. The Heat released a statement condemning anti-Semitism. Anytime something happens, Derek Jeter releases a statement on Asian hate crimes over COVID and everything else. Statements about that have become a necessity. PR firms are on the ready position. They're in the ready position. They're on the case. That's what I was trying to say before. They're ready to go. Well, guess what? You know what you can't do when you're a PR person? You can't control what your front office does. You can't control what your front office thinks You can't control what goes on during an interview. There's an assistant coach in the NFL. His name is Eugene Chung. He is Korean. He used to play in the NFL, by the way. He was an offensive lineman. He went public this weekend. He was interviewing for a coaching job. And someone in the interview, I hope you're sitting down for this if you haven't seen this story. Someone in the interview said to him out loud, not his inside voice. This person's outside voice actually said the following thing. You are not the right minority. Did you hear that? Eugene Chung, who's Korean, was told he's not the right minority. Therefore, he's not going to get hired. They're looking for black people they are looking for women. They're not looking for Koreans. How do we feel about that? Is that fair? You guys good with that? During the interview, he was told he wasn't really a minority. You're not a minority. Chung actually asked the interviewer to explain what he meant when told that he was not a minority. And the person clarified himself and said, you're right, I'm sorry. What I mean is you're not the right minority. Chung will not tell us who he interviewed with and who the people were. I have a question for you, if you're willing to listen, Eugene. It's not easy to be in your position. It's not easy to be told you're not the right minority. It's complete horse hockey. It's just wrong in every way. If you're not gonna get hired, make it be because you lost out on the job not because they're forced to hire a black person or a woman or a white person or anybody. No one should be forced to be hired. should be hired on merit. But by you not saying anything and staying quiet, what you are saying is it's okay. Silence is acquiescence. And you can't acquiesce to this. We can't have people of color being hired because they are people of color. You can't have white people hire because they're white. You can't have women hire because they're women. You have to have a hiring practice where you are open to the best person for the job based on merit. That's where we're trying to get to. Does anyone disagree with that notion? That because of past injustices, of which there have been many, and past prejudices, of which there have been many, and there still exist. Do you believe as a person of color, if you are a person of color, that you deserve a job when you're not qualified for the job simply because of the color of your skin? Because I don't believe that I deserve a job simply because I'm white if I'm not qualified. Hold your jokes there. I was qualified to run a baseball team. Maybe not like the first day. I really was, though. I'd run a business. I was just young. Maybe not everybody was thinking that. Maybe I was thinking that. I've been working on that in therapy. Why would I introduce a subject that's in my inside voice that I think people are thinking or saying or doing, and I'm trying to convince myself that I know the exact reason that people are saying or doing or thinking what they're saying or doing or thinking, and it turns out that I may not be totally right. (laughs) What can I tell you? I'm working on that. But then you say something saying, hey, I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking. I know exactly why you're doing what you're doing and saying what you're saying. And then I get looked at and said, that's not it at all. I'm doing it because of X or Y reason. And I say to myself, "Ooh, that makes sense. I didn't think of that. Or I'll say, I don't believe you. I think I'm right and you're wrong. That's funny. All right, getting back to Eugene. I'm concluding by telling Eugene the following statement, if he doesn't mind. Um, Go public right now embarrass Roger Goodell, embarrass that team, make Roger Goodell find that team because it gets us so much further away. Forget the fact that it gets us further away from hiring someone who's Asian, who's qualified, by the way. It gets us further away from the ultimate goal, which is hiring the best people for the job and having people then in those jobs who pay it forward and bring with them the best people, train them, people of all races, all colors, all sizes, all shapes, all genders. I want performance in a sports team. I want the best of the best, not a sampling of the rest. Nothing personal pick of the day. I went, I'm doing weekend picks for you all. You know, overtime sucks for picks, except when you're trying to cover a three and a half point spread near the Warriors and you're losing the whole game. And then it goes to overtime at 99 and you think you're going to cover in overtime and then you don't and you lost your pick of the day. And you don't realize that John Morant may be just as good as Steph Curry. I can't believe I'm saying it, but I am. John Morant is good. The Grizzlies beat the Warriors on Friday to become the eighth seed. They then just beat the Jazz last night and eight beat a one at home to start that series. So we got that pick wrong. But Saturday we rebounded. We had the Bucks five over the heat. Everything's going great. Game goes to overtime and the Bucks don't cover. We're zero two. We're left with the Hawks and the Knicks. Did you watch that game? Anybody watch Trey Young at the garden last night? Trey Young who quieted the crowd with his game winning shot with 0.9 seconds left. Did anyone else think what I was thinking? I guess you have to be of a certain age. I was watching the end of the Knicks-Hawks game. It's a 4-5. It's a very close series. The Hawks were getting one. We had the Hawks getting one. They won the game. So we ended up going one and two, by the way. So we're 71 and 47. We're still 24 games over 500. We're still winning units and shekels. We're doing great. But did anyone watch Trey Young hit that shot and think to themselves, wow, you know what? That reminds me of Reggie Miller. Reggie Miller was a player who played for the Pacers who's now a broadcaster, actually. He could silence a crowd. Jordan, there was always a buzz because you're just amazed and you're watching him and you feel honored to watch him. I'm talking about Michael J. Jordan, not Michael B. Jordan. For those of you who we've retained from the beginning of the show. But Reggie Miller was someone who when he was hot and the Pacers were playing at the Garden and he had some unbelievable hot streaks. But when he was hot, you just sat there with your jaw open saying, damn it, we're going to lose again. That's what Trey Young did to the Knicks. All right, we have we're going to baseball for tonight's pick. Well, there is Game Two of the Heat Knicks, which we're going to watch. What's the other? What's the late game in the NBA playoffs? It is Game Two of, um, I think it's Trailblazers Nuggets, where the Trailblazers won Game One over the I think MVP, uh, the Joker. In any case, we're going to baseball because there's something really good going on tonight. It's the game after a no hitter game. Spencer Turnbull of the Tigers. Do you remember him? Five days ago, he had a no-hitter for the Tigers, who stink. Well, they're playing the Indians tonight, and guess who's starting? Turnbull. Do you think he's going to become Johnny Vandermeer and get two no-hitters in a row? It's not even a wait to see, folks. There's no chance. Indians over Tigers. We're going baseball. 71-47, and nothing personal pick of the day. So I got to catch up on some wait-to-sees right now and spend a minute on those if you don't mind. Because I tell you, I want to tell you how I do a wait-to-see. So I think of something that I think is going to happen. I want to win wait-to-sees. So I say, hey, wait-to-see, hashtag wait-to-see. You're not thinking of it like this, hashtag wait-to-see, this is how it's going to be. And when I'm right, I'm right. When I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But something that's very important to me and nothing personal is when I am wrong, I revisit it. When I'm right, I revisit it. So we have a spreadsheet that is every single way to see. And now we're on episode, what is today? Today is that normal episode 375. Isn't that unbelievable, Coca? Uh, and I go back over the spreadsheet and I want to catch up. And one of the early adopters of Nothing Personal, who is a physicist, actually. He's a major physics guy. He said, I really would like you to do wait to season bunches so I can recall what they were when they happened. Okay, here we go. On July 16th, 2020, on that show, July 16th, 2020, almost a year ago, we said the Major League Baseball Players Association will file a grievance over Rob Manford instituting a 60-game season and that it won't go to hearing. Well, we got the first part of that wait to see right as the MLB PA filed the grievance. We talked about it on a recent show. I had forgotten it was a wait to see. It was. We got that right. We're going to get both parts right because that's never going to go to hearing. Back on September 23rd of 2020, this is at the end of the 2020 season. I said to you in 2021, MLB will not play in a bubble. And they didn't. We got that one right. About a month later, on October 19th, 2020, Mike Hill got fired by the Derek Jeter and the Marlins, and I told you that Mike Hill will get a job leading an MLB team in 2021. There were several openings at the time, and he did not get them. He now works in baseball. That was a no. I think Mike Hill is coming back, actually. I think he will get one of the openings. He should, not because he's black, because he's good. He can run a team and God knows there's some teams which need some running like Colorado. On November 18th, 2020, Theo Epstein left the Cubs. And I told you, Theo will work in baseball in 2021. Guess what? He did. He's working for MLB. He's coming up with all the new rules. That was a yes Wait to see. And just earlier this month. On May 6th of 2021, when Jawan James, remember that story, the NFL player who offsite tore his Achilles? And I told you the Denver Broncos will not pay him his $10 million. They will find a way not to pay him. It became a huge deal in the NFL. And guess what? They released him. They're not paying him. That wait to see was correct. So you are now caught up on wait to see's. So what's today's wait to see? Well, it's 7 o'clock. I'm going to watch the Bucks Heat game. Have you been noticing that uh, the crowds that were around this weekend? I did. There were crowds for Phil Mickelson to win the major. Congratulations to Phil Mickelson, the oldest guy to win a major golf championship ever. He's 50. Two score plus 10. He's two and a half score years old, and he just won a major. That's pretty cool. What wasn't cool is that there was such a big crowd that they were like bum rushing him and Brooks Kepka, who was his partner, who I thought was going to win the tournament. Even though he started the stroke back when the round started, I figured Phil was too old to hold on, but boy, did he ever. And it was awesome to watch Brooks Kepka was happy. The crowds were back, not he claims that his knee got hurt. Remember he had knee surgery. He's been hurt for a while. He claims the crowd was so on top of him, security was so bad in South Carolina at this tournament that his knee got tweaked and he was annoyed by that. I thought that was a bit of sour grapes because overall my view of the weekend is how exciting it was to watch fans watching sports. If you're watching the NBA playoffs, you're seeing crowds, you're hearing, that's real crowd noise. Do you look back on last year on that pumped in crap that we were given by the broadcast networks and how bad that was? when you watch a game now and it's real? Because when it's piped in, you've got someone pressing a button when they think the crowd cheers or how loud they think the crowd cheers. And it's got that buzz sound all the time that drives you nuts. Well, it's real now. Real crowds everywhere. Security people have to get back in shape, back in condition. I was excited by it. It makes it better to watch sports. Makes it better to watch golf, makes it better to watch basketball, makes it better to watch baseball. It just makes a difference. Do you know how happy owners are right now that there are fans back in the stands? Everyone's running back to 100% capacity as quickly as you can because the mask mandates are done. People are being vaccinated. There's some vaccination sections, some not, some don't care. It's going to be a hundo now because people are saying, you know what, I'm likely not going to die. And that's probably true now. If you're vaccinated, But owners are going to say they care about you being vaccinated. But what they really care about is getting to 100% capacity. Even if they can't draw 100% in the playoffs, you generally do. And why do they do that? Say it with me. They don't want you to be sick for sure. But having you in the stands, that's just business. Be careful out there. It's nothing personal.